0: blog talk radio
1: but Obama wants to own the word fair and the phrase middle class and yet who has done more destruction to working people in this country than Obama
2: why isn't it proper to point out the Democrat base is made up for the most part of the nation's losers
3: Free enterprise can do a
4: better job of producing the things that people need than government can.
5: Less government and
4: less taxes and more freedom for the people.
6: Venezuela, these countries are tiny compared to the Soviet Union. Free myself the
2: American flag Never give up the freedom my pop For us to have, never give it back Same with the gas, you can never Take that, never take
6: that On this Memorial Day As our nation honors His unbroken line of fallen heroes And I see many of them in, in the audience Here today Fuck the bullshit, I see the kids to fight What's right, if it means
2: after life, but you ain't gotta die to see the Antichrist Christ, just turn on your news at six tonight. And you can catch him walking right down the street. Everybody weeping every time he speaks. He rides in the vehicle, they call the beast, and people lining up for a chance to me He thinks that his agent says, Dance with me. His words induce a trance, and all I see are tears streaming down the face of teens who are now there's nothing vote to speak for me.
4: as hell and i'm
6: not going to take this anymore this is the Dr. c robert
5: jones conservative report weekdays at 9 p m eastern on the wow radio
3: network let's get together this weekend this is tesla your host of the internet radio talk show socialism is not an option Every weekend, we bring you three fantastic, exciting shows that are sure to make you laugh, cry, get angry, and even think. Start your weekend on Friday night with the Roundtable Roundup Edition. This show features other radio hosts and listeners who call in. And it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get when the show opens. Our Saturday program is the American Exceptionalism Edition that focuses on the Constitution and our Founding Fathers in light of today's current events emphasizing America's greatness. The American Exceptionalism Edition is for all patriots. And our Hot Topic program sizzles every Sunday as we analyze the important national and international issues with intelligent political analysis without the bells and whistles. If you want the truth without the distractions, Sunday is where you want to be. Join us every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the Internet Radio Talk Show, Socialism is Not an Option. That's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Tesla. See you this weekend.
5: Socialism is not an option. WWWDB. 24-7 Internet Talk Radio.
2: Please join Doc Jones as he kicks off primetime with the, sit-rats. the sit-rats. Three Weekdays from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Dr. C. Robert Jones is a retired marine officer with a PhD in history. He keeps up with the day-to-day the events and analyzes and explains with historical facts and in an informed opinion. Gojo Media is dynamic and fresh, so please catch The Situation of every weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. When we do Internet Talk Radio, we receive support from a great many areas. We have listener support, of course, and some who help with the promoting. One group that often goes unrecognized are the wives of Internet Talk Radio hosts. They are the ones who tolerate our dalliances and the time we invest in our hobbies. Well, this is one way we can properly recognize those who are closest to us by broadcasting their sincere sentiments regarding our passions. Are you going to
7: stay up on night. you have a family, you know.
2: You're always at that computer. Mm-hmm. I want my baby to listen this radio show. You're not the only one you live
7: there, you know. You better tell me I'm
2: not bringing
1: it in there. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it all. I think, um, I think maybe my friend Dave, who did almost all of these fine promos, uh, has been listening in and then the Jones household here, because I've heard all of that and so much more. And some of what I've heard has to be filtered. You know, let's go ahead and kick it off. Today's date is February 8th, 2012 AD. Beautiful old town Alexandria. What a fine night. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Now, last night... We had a bit of a problem. As a lot of you probably know, I was unable to broadcast my show the way I want to, the way I usually do. I had some technical issues. And I'm going to go ahead right now because you know, a lot of you know that I like to keep it real from time to time. I don't like to, I don't pretend to be something I'm not. And a lot of you out there have the impression that I am infallible, that I am of a superior intellect, that I'm a great guy, and all of that. Well, a lot of that's true. However, last night I made the mistake of doing an Obama. Yes, it's time to come to Jesus, but not to Obama, to Jesus. And tell it like it happened. You see, last night I went about blaming everybody. I blamed Blog Talk Radio. I blamed Skype. I blamed the CIA. I blamed the Defense Intelligence Agency. I blamed the NA- NSA. I blamed Tesla. I blamed 2020. I blamed G Ski. I blamed David. I blame my dog. I just played the blame game. It was somebody else's fault as to why my show I blamed my damn inanimate object computer. I blamed, well, maybe I put in a, you know, this new video card the wrong way or maybe this little gadget I have that allows me to switch uh use my keyboard and my mouse across different computers, maybe that was the issue. I blamed everybody. I did an Obama. You all, do you know what that means? I'm gonna tell the truth. I got to get it off my conscience right now. I mistakenly earlier during the day turned down the master volume on my Mac Pro. I. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, I have a um Logitech surround sound speaker deal on this Mac Pro and the sound was starting to I was starting to get a little bit of feedback. And so I tried to figure out what the feedback was. So I wound up t- so I turned the master volume down and then up and then down again. And so later on last night when I called into my show for the first time, well, I didn't hear anything. I I couldn't I didn't hear the usual your show will start
0: in five
1: minutes. I started, I'm like, okay, well, w- what happened? So I redialed. I still didn't hear anything. I dialed again. I, I flipped some switches and buttons here on the Behringer keyboard here. Nothing. I checked the 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 settings on the computers. They were all right. So I assumed that it was... Blog Talk's fault, David's fault, Tesla's fault, G-Ski, the Obama administration, the CIA, my dog, it was somebody's fault. But really, it was just me getting old and not remembering that I turned down the master volume, which is why I couldn't hear myself calling in. Damn. So let that be a lesson To all of you fine blog talk radio hosts and listeners alike, before you go around blaming everybody else for the things going wrong, look to yourself. Look to the man or the woman in the mirror. I am embarrassed that it was just as simple as that. Turning up the damn volume. Hello. <laughs> Let's get this party started, shall we? Is Obama a puppet? There is a growing consensus in political circles and elsewhere that the president is merely a puppet. He is a tool. Well, yes, he is a tool, but he is a tool being used by forces heretofore unseen, mysterious forces: the Bilderbergers, the um, the, the the Rastafarians. Uh, uh, he's he's the he's the the trilateral commission is controlling obama um you know he's the manchurian candidate the manchurian president there's talk that obama is is nothing more than a puppet how else could he have gotten where he's gotten so far so fast his History is shrouded in mystery. His records concealed. How is it that a little-known senator from the state of Illinois, dumb as a box of rocks, how is it that he could... He rises to the the presidency of the United States. Was it all him? Or... Or could it be, could it be something a little more? Listen, you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Calling numbers 347 884
8: 8500. Beware of Obama. He's not what you think. They're trying to make him look like a Muslim. In the US, they try to, he may have been a Muslim at one point, but that they want to hide in the US. But in the world, they want to say, oh, he's a Muslim, you should should like him. (laughs) I'm basically a writer. Uh, I'm a historian. I've written about terrorism in Central Europe. I've written about George Bush the Elder. My unauthorized biography of George Bush is uh, I think a fairly well-known book on the internet. Uh, I've written about the world economic crisis, a book called Surviving the Cataclysm. I've done essays on history called Against Oligarchy. And then 9-11, Synthetic Terror, Made in USA. And I have one book that's now out, Obama, the Postmodern Coup, The Making of a Manchurian Candidate but I'm so alarmed by the phenomenon of Obama that I've written not one book this year, but two. There's a second book coming out, The Unauthorized Biography of Obama. In terms of US politics, uh, my task is basically to call people's attention to the most dangerous uh, covert operation that's going on at any given time from 2001 to 2007, that was the entire 9-11 myth, and the attempt to start uh, wars, the Afghan war, the Iraq war, and for a time, the Iran war, Uh, up until about the middle, say about July, August of 2007, that was a very real danger, so I focused on that. Now that danger is changing, it has radically shifted, The, the greatest danger is now a covert operation around the candidacy of Obama. It's a kind of political coup d'etat going on in the United States with great danger for the world because the policy represented by Obama is more aggressive, more militaristic, and generally speaking, more uh, catastrophic than anything the neocons had. There's nothing, nothing good to say about McCain, just much worse things to say about Obama. Obama is a world tragedy in the making. This is a catastrophic situation if Obama becomes... President. He is a puppet of the Trilateral Commission and, in particular, of uh, Spignu Brzezinski. And this is a clique of bankers. They ran the Carter administration. Many people today don't remember how disastrous the Carter administration was, but it was uh, a very, very uh, terrible time uh, economically as well as uh, strategically. And now this same group has groomed another puppet this time with more preparation, more indoctrination. So this is the moment where this clique of bankers decides to bring in a new face, and this time not a right-winger, not a neocon, but a left-wing demagogue who promises hope and change, but actually represents policies that are qualitatively worse, qualitatively more destructive, and he can deliver Europe as pawns, as puppets, as expendable assets, because the project of the next administration in the U.S., if it's Obama, is going to be not so much wars in the Middle East, but wars on a a greater scale. Because Brzezinski says the center of power in the world is not Iran, it's Moscow and Beijing. And therefore, Brzezinski is determined to smash, essentially, Russia and China in the next uh, period ahead in order to let the U.S.-British world domination go on for another hundred years. Now that's the project. That's, that's more ambitious than any neocon, and it's more adventurous and it's more dangerous. So people in Europe had better wake up that that silly romantic illusion they have about Obama is going to be suicidal for them if they don't uh, understand this. There are right-wingers who don't know how to attack Obama. I would attack Obama in the way that I've just said. He is a puppet of finance capital of the worst possible circles, of David Rockefeller, George Soros, and this group. And their project is extreme austerity, savage reductions in the standard of living, and uh, the basically immiseration and impoverishment of the United States. Uh, In terms of foreign policy, it is this plan to have a global showdown with Russia and China. So for that, they need uh, left cover. Now, the right-wingers don't know how to attack this, so they basically try to argue either that Obama's a communist, which I think is not accurate because he's a servant of finance capital. How could he be a communist? Or that he's a Muslim because his middle name is Hussein. He lived in Indonesia for a while, and he may indeed have have considered himself a Muslim at some point in his life. Uh, I would, however, notice the two Fathers that he had, he had a father, first of all, from Kenya, his biological father, who abandoned him, a guy called uh, Barack Hussein Obama Sr., and then an Indonesian, a guy called Lolo Sotero. Uh, Both of them, it seems to me, were more devoted to Johnny Walker black label scotch whiskey than they ever were to Islam. So I don't think the, the, the Muslim connection really makes any sense. But I would add one thing. If you want to become president of the United States, You're asking to get your finger on the thermonuclear button. There's a button that launches intercontinental ballistic missiles with H-bombs on them. From that point on, we, the public, want to know everything about Obama. Everything. If he was a Muslim at some point, great, let's find out. And everybody knows it. I think that's fine. But other people may not agree. The main thing, though, is that we've got to know everything about him. We've got to know, did he sign up for uh, for Selective Service? Is he HIV positive? Does he have a criminal record? Is he bisexual? Uh, Does he smoke crack cocaine? These are all charges that have been made about him. The guy is a puppet of the worst circles of imperialism. In other words, he's interested in the same imperialist project carried out in a much more effective uh, and clever way, although ultimately in a more insane way. Um, Let's just take the case of Iran. The neocon looks at Iran and says, somebody like McCain, right? He says, we want to bomb Iran. Brzezinski says, you're crazy. You can't do that. You're too weak. You're too bankrupt. You're too isolated. You're too hated. You know what you do with Iran, says Brzezinski? He says, I don't want Iran at war with the United States. I want Iran at war with Russia. Let's turn Iran into a tool, into a puppet, and play Iran against Russia. And Brzezinski said, i show you how to do that. I played Afghanistan against the Soviets, and I destroyed the Soviets. So if we look at Syria, the neocon looks at Syria and says, let's attack Syria. Brzezinski says, you're crazy, don't do that. Make a deal with Syria. There's a very important Russian naval base in a place called Tartus on the Mediterranean. And Brzezinski has just been in Iran. He went for the Rand Corporation a couple of months ago. The goal would be to get the Russians out of Tartus and try to turn Syria if possible, against uh, the Russians. So instead of having Muslims as being the target, the Muslims become cannon fodder for the project against Russia and China. Let's take uh, Chinese Turkestan. Right? There's a Muslim minority there, the Uyghurs. Right? What's Brzezinski's plan for them? It's to have them fight and die in some kind of an insurrection. We've, he's got an insurrection going in Tibet. Uh, the idea right now is... Forget about the the, the target list that you've known. The target list is getting bigger. Let me add a couple of others to the target list. Let's take Sudan, Arab country, Arab League. Why is Sudan being targeted? What's the story with Darfur? Why are they doing that? Are they really concerned about a humanitarian emergency? No. They're concerned because 7% of the oil for China comes from Sudan. They're looking desperately for a, a, a pretext to go into Sudan overthrow General Bashir, and cut off that oil going to, uh, to Sudan. Now, let's take the really big one. Up until now, everybody's been focused on Iran. And will the U.S. attack Iran? Will the Israelis attack Iran? I say no, they won't. The U.S. and the British will not. I can't exclude some Israeli crazy. That's possible. But I don't even believe in that.
1: All right, we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. What do you Run think?
8: things.
4: Oh, yeah. whoa, whoa. I'll close with this. I
1: br- hold on, hold on. We had the Minister Louis Farrakhan jump in here uh, prematurely, which is difficult since he has no prostate. But nevertheless, ooh, that was, a, that was a bad joke. But anyway, I'm back. Uh, what do you think? Interesting part about uh, well there was a lot interesting about that clip but what i found striking was the um the way that uh, conservatives should attack obama not this thing about him not being born in the united states not uh, the fact that he may or may not uh, be a muslim um, you know that kind of thing uh but the fact that he is a tool, well, yes, he is a tool, but a tool of big business. Now, uh, and and that's how, uh, you know, the, the, some folks believe he should be attacked. Uh, this clip comes from, bam, boom, right there. There it is, and it is part one of two, but since they are so lengthy, we will not play part two today. We'll play part two tomorrow, during tomorrow's show. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Is Barack Obama a tool? (laughs) A puppet? Is he a puppet? Is President Obama the mastermind of the radical left movement or merely its symbol? That's the question we're asking here tonight and tomorrow night, because tomorrow night is going to be part two of is Obama a tool, I mean a puppet? Or does it really matter? What matters is the socialist project, perhaps, which had been nearly a century in the making. In 2008, it came to fruition. Is that where we're headed is that where we are? Some say that we have always been socialist-alight, and now Obama wants to take us to the next level, that he is the man who will take us all the way. We have a wealth of socialist-style programs, Medicaid, Medicare. Uh, we have social welfare. We have uh, unemployment compensation, which is just a form of socialism, taking money from one group to give to another. We have um, socialism in the way that we uh, administer our health care, even now. I argued with a friend of mine the other day that we already have basic medical care for everyone. Any one of us right now can go into a hospital of our choosing and receive basic medical care with pockets empty. We will not be turned away. That just isn't how it's done. Now, of course, there'll be a bill. And what many liberals are really fighting for, knowing that we do have a a safety net where almost any one of us can go into any hospital and receive basic care, what they want is for there to be no bill afterwards, for no one to actually have to pay for it. But whether whether the face of the movement... Whatever the face of the movement is, socialism, Marxism, communism, Barack Obama is indeed its leader, or is he just a puppet of a revolutionary cabal? or is it simply academic? That's the question we're asking here tonight. The call-in number once again is three four seven eight eight four eight five hundred. And no, I'm not going to indulge in guesswork. I'm trying to penetrate the veil of mystery surrounding Obama, a man who is virtually without a past. My intention is to arrive at an answer by induction from what is a matter of public record and what is in plain view. The more one watches the 44th U.S. president, the more... Certain it becomes that he's not the person David Axelrod and company successfully fostered or foisted on the public during the 2008 election campaign. That he is, in fact, the Wizard of Oz, the little man behind the curtain, an empty suit. That the image of a giant who bestrides the world, orders the oceans to recede, and heals the planet. is a fruit of relentless propaganda and a figment of his sycophant's imaginations. I recall earlier, before Obama was elected, during the campaign, someone asked, uh, uh, stated to a radio host, a very well-known radio host, that Barack Obama is brilliant, that his IQ is off the charts. The Host said, or rather asked, well, what is Obama's IQ? Do you know what his IQ is? How do you know he's brilliant? Well, I don't know what his IQ is, but I know it's off the charts, was the response. Are you kidding me? So when, I mean, we've heard this. We've heard it on the campaign before Obama was elected and then after while serving as president these claims of this man's brilliance who can't seem to memorize a simple speech. Imagine Woodrow Wilson. Imagine Franklin Roosevelt. Imagine, imagine Abraham Lincoln not being able to memorize a simple speech. Hell, you couldn't get a word out of their mouths. However, Barack Obama can't seem to remember the lines on the teleprompter at the very end God bless you and God bless the United States of America why are they written at the end of the teleprompter can't he remember that simple phrase well let's take a listen to one of the brothers hear what he has to say about Barack Hussein Obama you know who I'm talking about
0: run
7: things.
4: I'll close with this. Our brother was selected before he was elected. Mm. (laughs) Wait, wait a minute. Now all of you know something about kingmakers. When people in back rooms Come to somebody who's popular, somebody who's intelligent, that don't speak with a Negro dialect.
7: Hallelujah. A light skinned Negro.
4: Well,
2: light skinned.
4: That is non threatening to white people because they can see themselves in him because he's part them and part
1: us. Preach, brother.
4: This is
1: political. Aiming, yeah, yeah. Well, which
4: Senator Reed got involved in. He didn't mean no harm. He was just talking about the white mentality. Right, that's right. So now, when you select a man, mm. the man may never know what your purpose was. Mm. Mm. Because I understand that his initial victory in Iowa was financed largely by Goldman Sachs. I don't know the truth. Mm. That's what I've read. Mm -hmm. Now look, who selected a junior senator that hadn't even got his foot wet in the Senate and made him believe that he, from that position, could become President of the United States? I suggest to you that the people that looked at him and saw his brilliance saw that that brilliance could be used for a purpose that was not our agenda. Well, I, I'm closing now. Well. The people that chose him know the time that we are living at the end of America's rule as a great power in the world.
9: Now you have
4: to face it. She's bankrupt. What are you going to do when the dollar is worth nothing? They are printing money out of thin air to back these programs. So my brother may be disappointing some. That thought he would be what maybe he has the nerve not to be so I say to all of you in this room and all who are watching by television we need to pray for our brother and his family and warn America leave that brother alone
1: Leave that brother alone. Not sure what that means exactly. But here we have it from Louis Farrakhan himself suggesting that Barack Hussein Obama was c-elected before he was elected. Now, don't ask me what the deal is with black folks and rhyming, I can't tell you. But it makes sense. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. And Barack Obama was elected or selected before he was elected. And that's the truth. And you know what? A lot of folks... I mean, let's be fair. That sort of talk has been going around well before Barack Obama became president, well before he was elected. Hell, there are those of us who believe that almost every president is elected before they are elected. There are some who believe that well down the road the next president has already been c elected are we keeping it real tonight was obama c elected before he was elected obama has the character profile of a true revolutionary leader. A Rose Pierre, a Lenin, or a Hitler. Well, that character is well known. The revolutionary giant is a person of titanic energy and vigor. Not unlike the Antichrist himself. Energy and vigor seething with (sighs) implicable hatred for the status quo. The talent for hatred is the real key to the revolutionary character. A man on a rare or on rare occasions a woman obsessed with power to such an extent that everything else pales into insignificance think about that for a moment i'm trying i'm trying to challenge my brother my brother my my, my my i'm trying to get into the get into the revolutionary mode maybe i need a beret maybe i need a beret and a black leather jacket and a big stick and a goatee to get into character here. Meanwhile, before we really get more into this, because this is going on tonight and tomorrow night, we're going to talk about whether Obama was elected. And of course, to be fair, he's not the first. It was suggested that George Bush senior was c elected that w was c elected something about skull and bones or something like that let's take a short break and let's listen to an ode to obama you know my main man al sharpton called barack called barack hussein obama barack the Magic Negro. Yeah.
6: This is the site of my conception. I am the fruits of your labor. I am the offspring of the movement. So when people ask me whether I've been to Selma before, I tell them I'm coming home. Barack the Magic That cause he's not authentic like me Yeah, the guy from the L.A. paper Said he made guilty whites feel good They'll vote for him and not for me Cause he's not from the hood See real black men like Snoop Dogg Or me or Farrakhan Have talked the talk and walked the walk Not coming late and one Magic
1: with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and you just listened to Barack the Magic Negro. Called that originally by Al Sharpton because Al Al was pretty upset with Barack for suggesting that black folks engage in a little bit more of um, responsible behavior, like, you know, raising your sons and daughters and not running out on them so much. Anyway, that's what Al Sharpton thought. And he suggested that Barack Hussein Obama was not really black. And, you know, this Barack the Magic Negro thing was attributed to my main man and yours, Rush Limbaugh. But really, Rush Limbaugh was simply parroting what what Al Sharpton had said. Hey, by the way, yours truly, Dr. C. Robert Jones, is going to be at CPAC. This weekend, hobnobbing and rubbing elbows with the likes of Newt Gingrich and that fine, foxy chick, Ann Coulter. Oh yeah, I'm gonna try to cozy up to her on Saturday night. Maybe, you know, you will have too many, too much to drink, and you know, I'm not, no, I'm not sure if she's married or what, you know. But, you know, I've got my, I've got my sights set on Ann, and maybe a couple of the other fine. You know what? I got I got my eye on a couple of nice uh conservative ladies. Uh
7: <laughs> CPAC. <laughs>
1: I tell you what, I am so looking forward to it. Oh, thank goodness Roland was kicked off of CNN. You know what? Roland Martin and I worked together at the Chicago Defender when he was in charge over there. And uh I tell you what, he was a pretty cocky guy, but you know, I can't fault him for being that because there's a thing. We have there's a there's a there's a thing between guys who are arrogant and cocky. We kinda like each other. We get along with each other very well. I don't know how best to explain it, but you know, a guy who's a little bit arrogant, you know, it's kinda like a a competitive thing. We dig each other. It's folks who are just a little bit insecure who have problems with cocky, arrogant folks. And Roland was all of that in a bag of chips. The guy was supremely cocky and supremely arrogant, very little talent, he was originally booted out of the Chicago Defender, uh, you know, pretty much because he really wasn't doing a very good job. But you know what? He did bring the Defender back from the brink of collapse, and I got I to gotta give him his due there. But after that, he pretty much coasted the rest of the way and was given his walking papers. But, hey, a shout-out to Roland. I am glad he is out. Let me tell you something right now. I have got my eye on Ann Coulter. Look for a picture of me hugged up with Ann. I'll probably have to stand on a box or something or on a chair because I I know she's pretty tall. But I have got my eye on Ann Coulter. So wish me luck. I'm going to try to cozy up to Ann at CPAC Friday or Saturday night. I'm going to wait. I'm going to bide my time. But hey, let's finish up this program. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Barack, the Magic Negro, is he a puppet or is he a puppet master? That's the question. So we have a call on the line. Let's see. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report.
10: Yeah, I think Barack Obama is definitely a puppet. I think if the public would ask the question, why has the president sealed all of his records all the way back to his days when he was in Indonesia, we can't see any of his grades, yet he claims he went to these uh, two uh, prestigious institutions, yep. Yet, uh, yet there's no one who was at Columbia at the time that he was there can say that they saw him in a class or saw him at all. That's highly unusual that that uh, that uh, has occurred. And in the case of George Bush, George Bush unsealed all of his records, That's, and that gave ammunition to the media to make fun of him yep. because they could see what bad grades he had at the time that he was at Yale and uh, Harvard. So – I think that the main difference between George Bush and Barack Obama is George Bush was following in the legacy of his father, and that's the reason why he sought the presidency. In the case of Barack Obama, he is an appeasement of the government to the Middle East because the Arabs who were engaging in terrorism, they were more of an existential threat to the West, and they needed to... And the Western uh, American government needed to put up Barack Obama as an appeasement uh, to these uh, Muslims who were in the Middle East. because, And I think that's one of the main reasons why we have a president who has a full-fledged uh, Muslim name.
1: Well, yeah, and I I agree. Now there were there, there there he does have a bit of a trail from the first college he attended, not not Columbia, but I can't think of the name of it, uh, ben, ben, Benedictine or something like that. I can't think of the name of the Yeah, well, the
7: uh,
10: the first one he went to was Occidental, but,
1: Occidental, yes.
10: But I read his biography, and in his biography, Dreams from My Father, he says that he was a BC student. Now you can't yeah. transfer from Occidental to an Ivy League college being a B.C. student.
7: Yeah. And there's
10: also some question as to how he was able to finance his education because according to his Social Security records, he held a job when he was 17 years old at the Baskin-Robbins. He didn't work again until he was uh, uh, 33 years old and he was a state senator. So between 17 and 33, he didn't have a job. Yeah. So so how was he able to finance himself during that whole period of time?
1: There's a lot of mystery about this guy. A lot of mystery that very few outside of conservative venues seem to have any question about. Why do you think that is?
10: Well, it's because the media is protecting him uh and uh because he has a liberal slant and he has a and he has a socialist uh, slant to his thinking And he is being Propped up by the leftist wing Of the Democratic Party And they, and I do Believe that you do have people Inside the Democratic Party Who are socialists And who do want to see America Move into a social democracy Like you have in Spain and France Because in Spain and France The uh, socialists
0: Are well known
10: And they run in every election Whereas in this country, uh, the socialists don't actually come to the fore and say what they are. But I think they hide themselves inside the Democratic Party.
1: Why do you think they don't just come right out, come out of the closet, if you will, and say, hey, I'm a socialism. I'm for social, uh, for a social agenda. I believe that this is the best course for America. I believe that this is – and just put it out there on the table and see if America will go with it. Why, why do you think they just don't come right out?
10: Well, I think it's because of the Cold War, the uh, the, the long period we had when we were fighting communism and also during the McCarthy period when this country was trying to out the socialists that were in Hollywood and in the media. And we just have, and the word communism and socialism, it just has a bad connotation in America. So if someone is a socialist or a communist, they're not going to tell you what they are they're gonna hide themselves behind uh the agenda that best fits them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. However, I think that uh, you know if they if, if if a if a socialist or a communist or a Marxist or any combination thereof believes in what they're selling, why not just come right out and sell it? That's what I think. And also, citizen Let me ask you this. Who do you think is pulling the strings or paying the way for Barack Hussein Obama? A lot of folks say George Soros, but it's got to be more than that.
10: Yeah, well, basically, when
8: Obama first came
10: out of Chicago, he was trying to – he said that he came out of the Saul Alinsky uh, uh, organization that was in Chicago. Saul Alinsky was a known uh, person who was a socialist, and so he basically was trained – in his organizing activity in that uh Saul uh type of Alinsky, uh type mode. So it was a uh, a Muslim uh 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 person who was a scholar who introduced Obama to Percy Sutton. And Percy Sutton was a well known politician in the New York area. He wrote letters of recommendation for Obama to go to Harvard Law. That's the way Obama got into Harvard Law.
7: Mm-hmm. And this
10: Muslim scholar also had deep connections to Saudi Arabia, and it was through uh, Saudi Arabia and a, and a prince of Saudi Arabia who basically controlled uh, parts of the endowment of Harvard University. This uh, prince of Saudi Arabia had contributed probably millions of dollars to Harvard. So with the so with the influence of Percy Sutton and the influence of this Saudi prince, Obama was able to go to Harvard, was able to doctor a transcript from Columbia and was able to
8: get into Harvard
10: Law and uh pursue his goals there. As far as his time at Columbia, it's it's surmised that he was actually working for the CIA and was trying to uh put down the Taliban over in Afghanistan and and he, and at the time that he said he was at Columbia, he was actually uh, like on the payroll of the government. And the government just uh, allowed him to get a degree uh, from Columbia as a way to reward him for the work that he did in Afghanistan because he does know a lot about the Muslim Arab culture.
0: Well,
1: what, well. It, so if, if uh, Barry was working for the CIA in some yes. capacity, why wouldn't that be a part of his uh, work history?
10: Well, it's not a part of his work history because he was recruited by the CIA at the time he was at Occidental. And they knew that he had spent time in Indonesia because of his passport records. They knew he had been in Pakistan. And he was holding an Indonesian passport when he entered Pakistan at the age of twenty, and he was recruited by the c i a at Occidental and they used him during the time that they were having difficulty that the Afghan rebels were having difficulty trying to fight the soviet uh armies that were trying to invade afghanistan and and this happened during the eighties, mm-hmm. so they needed a translator. To go over there, who knew something about the Muslim culture, to assist the Afghan uh, rebels. Uh, 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 these people, uh, 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 so uh, they used uh, his knowledge of Islam. And
1: uh, why Obama? Why, I mean, there there has to be hundreds of thousands of people who know a lot about the Muslim, uh, you know, uh, uh, about uh, the Muslim, you know, have Muslim backgrounds. Why Obama?
10: Well, I think he may have placed an application with the agency
7: mm-hmm. and they may have
10: looked at his travel records and they may have looked at yeah. his background in in Indonesia and they placed him in that capacity. And then yeah. once he completed that assignment, he wa- he was then allowed to get his degree from Columbia.
1: Got it, got it. I understand. I have heard these rumors before, but I've heard an awful lot of rumors about Obama. In- uh, well,
10: Basically, all this came out as a result of a trial that a Dr. James Manning did back in 2010. He brought mm-hmm. out these facts about where Obama was during the time he said that he was at Columbia. and mm-hmm. There is no one at Columbia who saw him there. He's not in any of the yearbooks mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, during that period of time.
8: So there's a real doubt
10: as to whether... He, he was actually at that university at that time.
7: Yeah. Huh.
1: Well, I tell you what, that's a lot that you on. Um, hmm. I wonder about these things. A lot of people do, but what I do what what I think a lot of people are concerned about and have questions about is why has Obama been able to conceal his records? conceal his background, conceal... I mean, there are a lot of intelligent people, resourceful people. There are a lot of reporters out who are investigative reporters who are very good at what they do. Why don't we have any of these people coming out and exposing Obama for who and what he truly is?
10: Well, because he has hired a law firm and his campaign has paid millions of dollars to keep his record sealed. And it's...
7: Mm -hmm. And
10: if any agency, uh, media agency, tried to unseal the records, they would automatically be sued by this law firm.
7: Nice. So,
10: so uh, you know, uh, and no one, and no one has 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 tried to question uh, what has been going on. But our last two presidents did not have their records sealed
7: mm-hmm. because we
10: definitely know what the grades of George Bush were, and we knew how George Bush was able. To get to where he was, he got to where he was uh, from the aid of his father. Yeah. In fact, uh, it was Oliver Stone who even made a film about it.
1: Yeah, I remember that film. It was a film that was quite controversial because, um, it, um, well, no, no, that's another film. There was a film that was made that suggest that, that that showed um uh George uh George Bush being assassinated, but that was a different uh in, indie film that was not the same as the uh. The um, the the Oliver Stone film. Um, But, you know, we're going to go ahead and we're running out of time. Citizen, perhaps you'll come back tomorrow and share some more with us because we're going to continue this line of discussion tomorrow during tomorrow's blog talk show. I want to thank you very much for calling in and giving giving us the benefit of your knowledge and wisdom. Thanks so much. Uh, All right. Yeah, have a good night, my friend. We are out. Time is running out. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. You guys are great. Um, thanks for coming back even after that. Sh- oh, what the heck is that? After that snafu, we had. Oh man, that's not good. Oh, that's right. I gotta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me just uh, shut that off. That's embarrassing. What's that? Phone somebody's calling. All right, there we go. Got that squared away. Uh let's let's come back tomorrow and finish this up because I think it's important that we we really get well that we really get into what's going on with the Obama administration and why? Why is this guy so mysterious why do we have all of this craziness going on I don't know we'll talk about it tomorrow good night folks God bless you God bless the United States of America thanks for listening
8: took a shortcut
5: through
9: the woods and I lost my way It was getting late And I was scared and alone But then a kind old man Took my hand and led me home Now mama couldn't see him Oh, but he was standing there And I knew in my heart He was the answer to my prayers Oh, oh I believe there are angels among us Send down to us from somewhere up above They come to you and me In our darkest hours To show us how to live To teach us how to give to guide us with the light of love When life held troubled times And had me down on my knees There's always been someone To come along and comfort me A kind word from a stranger To lend a help phone call from a friend just to say I understand
7: well, Ain't it kind of funny at the
9: dark end of the road that someone lights away way with just a single ray of hope Oh, I believe there are angels among us sent down From somewhere up above, they come to you and me in our darkest hours to show us how to live, to teach us how to give, to guide us. we Guide us with the light of love. To guide us with the light of love.
5: You know when to say when.
6: Pelosi's coming over. Uh, Make it a double. Studies
5: show that those who overindulge exhibit signs of arrogance.
6: I don't count my drinks because I'm the president.
5: Overconfidence.
6: This is the day we stop the seas from rising.
5: Or was it yesterday? The inability to think clearly on one's own.
6: Where's my teleprompter? I I gotta talk to those kindergarten kids.
5: You think you're funny, but no one else does.
6: Let's give the Dalai Lama a a set of couplings and send him out the back door.
5: Uh, Mr. President, let's don't don't do that. And a profound inability to listen to others.
6: Lama's funny. You don't know funny. If a friend,
5: relative or leader of the free world, exhibits any of these warning signs, don't let them drive, operate heavy machinery, or sign any important documents.
6: Where, where, where's that health care bill?
5: And consider moderating their alcohol intake before it's too late.